0: finances, investing, estate and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances & Buying Happiness. Finances &, in conjunction with my company, Capital Coaching, helps people achieve their financial goals through tailored, personal, attentive financial coaching services. Together, we'll create a successful financial plan by examining your spending and saving habits and then guiding and educating you to your own personal success. Coaching services include evaluation of your spending plan, building your savings, financing your retirement, examining your insurance needs, and planning for your individual goals. Please contact me at capitalcoaching.net to make an appointment for a free consultation. Expedia has a new commercial asking, do you think people will think back on the things they could have bought or experiences they missed? It's an interesting question. Researchers have looked into not only people's feelings in the moment, but experiences as they look back on their lives. There's a research study that states that once a person earns $75,000, and this was back in 2010, their sense of well-being does not continue to increase like it did when you began earning more, so that essentially your joy plateaus at you earning $75,000 a year. But recently, a 2021 study conducted by Matthew Killingsworth, with over 1 million real-time reports, found that those who look back on their lives did achieve more happiness, no matter what their income was. In 2010, Daniel Kahneman and Angus Deaton found that people's well-being did rise as their income did until it leveled off once they made about $75,000. And generally, it stopped after that. In other words, the more money they made did not improve their well-being. They were equally happy at $75,000 income as they were at $100,000 and up. The original study included 450,000 Americans and their conclusion was that well-being and income and overall life evaluation remained unchanged, although life satisfaction did rise. Fast forward to 2020 using a smartphone app. Matthew Killingsworth gathered over 1 million real-time reports that proved our well-being did rise remarkably as income increased, and it continued to rise above the $80,000 income level. Does this prove that money can buy happiness? Well, he used real-time data collected versus asking respondents to recall how they felt in the past. This removed the memory bias, which can cause distorted outcomes. Essentially, memory bias is a cognitive or thinking bias that either enhances or impairs recall of a memory. He found that income could have little or no association with people's actual experienced well-being as they live their lives. So, do larger incomes mean more happiness? People do believe it can, so that alone encourages you to feel that way. When we were younger and didn't have enough money, and then we got more money, we felt happier. But that's actually the wrong message, because eventually we can't buy enough to make us happier. I don't mean you shouldn't work hard to continue to earn, but know that working more to buy more becomes pointless. So what does make people happy? Watch out for being tempted by fast swiping social media, Instagram, and TikTok make it seem like the best items are available and that you can't live without them. And swiping through hundreds of videos can expose you to any number of new items to purchase. It's so easy to spend hundreds of dollars without even paying attention, and these purchases are rarely going to bring you true joy. To really improve your well-being, these three things will need to happen to improve your happiness. Spending money on experiences buying time, and giving money away to help others. The Journal of Positive Psychology found that those who spent their money on doing memorable things retained their level of joy over those who bought something, even though you'll own that item for longer than the experience actually lasts. They suggest that this is because an experience becomes part of who you actually are and produces stronger positive feelings. Think back to a trip you took. It doesn't have to be an elaborate vacation, just a trip outside your normal routine and compare it to an item you've purchased. Even a large purchase, like a vehicle, is not a part of you like the memory of an adventure is. Mercer Advisors recommend that you try and take smaller, more frequent experiences versus expensive, infrequent ones. You'll feel like you got more for your money and they also recommend giving gifts that directly tie to that experience. A camera for the trip, lessons for your adventure, really gifts that create a better social experience is money worth spent. Since experiences are hard to directly compare to someone else's, it seems, it seems to keep its shine longer. Buying tickets to a favorite artist will bring back great memories, and it can't be directly compared to another's. I mean, who can say if my trip to Colorado was better or worse than yours? Just that we both went. Experiences can also help you focus your passion and purpose. You might find that a bike trip really shows you how much you love riding and lead to a healthier lifestyle. Experiences can expose you to a larger perspective on the world. Spending time outdoors can cost you nothing and yet provide amazing experiences. They can also teach you life lessons. Traveling to new places can provide you the opportunity to learn about another's culture and teaching you about understanding and acceptance. Finally, you can be inspired and challenged in new and exciting ways. Zip lining, rock climbing, and snorkeling can all push you to potential physical and mental challenges. And would you and would you be spending your money on them if they weren't meaningful to you? Step out of your comfort zone, come back with memories of money well spent. Another option is donating to your favorite charities. It's been shown to improve your health and happiness levels. Charitable giving creates bonds with other people, and they've found that donating is one of the six strongest predictors of life satisfaction, as well as physical benefits. People actually lowered their blood pressure after charitable spending. So how do you start reaping these benefits? Give to causes that mean the most to you. Giving to organizations that support what you believe in helps the bottom line for them, but also provides you a reason to feel good. Donate locally to organizations that you can see how your money impacts the people you're supporting. Maybe services in your own community or neighborhood. Pledge to donate 10% of your income and you'll get a tax deduction and you'll be happier. However, it is possible to improve your happiness by spending on others. Those who spend their money on other people do report a higher level of happiness Killingsworth finds that doubling your income from $500 to $1,000 increases your happiness as much as $100,000 to $200,000, but the number of other people whose happiness you can impact is huge. If you make over $58,000 a year, you're actually in the top 1% globally as most people live off less than $700 a year. Knowing that, have you made a purchase for $700 in the past year? Was it very meaningful to you? A donation of that saved $700 can mean three years of malaria protection for 10,000 people. How would that make you feel compared to that other purchase? Researchers suggest that happier people give more and giving more makes you happier. And that's a true cycle of joy. Finally, paying people to do the chores that you really hate to do and then using that time wisely. If you want to avoid yard work, pay someone to mow. But then spend that time with family or doing an activity that doing yard work has made it impossible for you to find time to do. Trade that unpleasant job for a fulfilling activity. Volunteer at organizations that have meaning to you, ones that as you get back in your car after helping makes you think, I had a good day. Then consider the adage, if you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. If you want happiness for a lifetime, help somebody. I hope this podcast helps you. Thanks for listening to Finances and Buying Happiness. I know you chose to listen and I'm grateful. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe for free in your podcast provider and share your favorite episode with a friend. I'd love you to leave a review because it brings financial education to others and helps people find me more easily. Also, you can let me know what questions you'd like answered or any topics you'd like covered by going to the website at financesand.net and leaving a message. You could also contact Capital Coaching for your personal financial needs at capitalcoaching.net. Finances Ann does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school, so you don't have.